All right, let's do this one last time. My name is Drew Dodger, and for the last couple months, I've been doing a podcast with my good buddy, Jacob Heron. While we love film in general, with us being artists and all, we have a fascination with animation, and we decided to start an audio podcast after we both geeked out over the animated Transformers movie. We're not perfect, we've gotten names wrong, and we don't always agree on movies. But at the end of the day, we try to bring an informative and entertaining show to you all. And we'd like to welcome you to The Cellcast. show on the road. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. All right. Right. How are you doing this morning, Jacob? Good. Thanks, Scoops. Welcome. For those of you who are unaware, uh, we are on our second episode of Halloween month. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll get to that review of Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island in just a couple moments. But first, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, for this being put on Saturday, let's, uh, it's been a very long day. It's been a very long day for the day we're recording on a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, being October 1st, uh, going pretty good. Going yes, pretty good. for those of you doing the math, uh, where we are recording is a week and a half in advance. Yes. <laughs> Sorry if I dropped the illusion. Eh, what illusion? We've never actually ha- covered this illusion. I just, no, we I just keep saying, what are you, how are you this morning? Like, it's actually still this morning. Yes. But anyways. Or how were you this morning? <laughs> anyway. Who cares about the rest of the day? How are you this morning? <laughs> to, to round that out, I'm Dosey Doom. Ah, uh, Jiminy. Doing very well. Uh, working on Inktober. Uh, had an amazing conversation with an old friend, old high school friend, mm-hmm. old childhood friend. Heck, I, I've known this guy probably since 2000, 2000 1991. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, had a really just, you know, interesting conversation, which I thought was going to last. Okay, this is going to be like a, a 10 minute car ride. Go drop him off. Talk for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Be back in my merry way. Be able to cook. Get ready for the podcast. Nope. <laughs> that turned into an hour and a half conversation, which was, I, I'm been very blessed, blessed by that. And, uh, yeah, big shout out to, uh, my old friend and brother, David, mm-hmm. which I don't know if he's going to listen to this podcast or not, but hopefully you will. Uh, other than that, it's going pretty good. Work was busy, like usual. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. What are you being up to, Drew? Oh, nothing much. I, too, decided to start doing on Inktober, and man, if my drawing skills atrophied. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't draw regularly. For those of you wanting to pra- do do anything in the creative arts, remember, you do have to practice. Yes. From time to time. 
So, I've I did some of that this afternoon for Inktober. Hmm. I'm actually basing all mine off because I didn't know about the whole writing, the whole uh, drawing prompts. Yeah. Thing. Apparently, my drawing prompts are what I decided to do. Yeah. Hey. Which is my theme, which is something based on each episode of the Cellcast we've done so far. Yeah. Or at least up till I get to what thirty one. Yeah, 31. Whichever episode that is. I haven't actually done the math to figure out which episode that is. We'll work on it. We'll figure it out. But uh, I've been doing that. Uh, work went pretty decent today. I'm finally getting caught up on some stuff that I've been working on since July. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That's essentially where I've been. Cool. Not July, August. Anyway, it doesn't matter. One of those. So, uh, did you get a chance to watch anything? Yes. This week, Jacob. I did, actually. Okay. What'd you get to uh, watch? Redline. Redline. Yeah, it's a... That the line you stop at? Yes. You don't roll through like a California roll through. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, uh, Redline is a anima- animated anime movie uh, that was back in 2009. Don't quote me on it. And... I saw it be like it was one of those one of those movies that I had seen on YouTube mm-hmm. like twice, and I've seen reviews of it. I've seen different uh, reviews over it. It's it was like wow, I've got to watch this. So I've mm-hmm. seen it twice on YouTube, and then I saw it on Amazon Prime, and I was like, why not? It's less than ten bucks. Why not? Mm-hmm. And so I got to watch it on Sat on the previous Saturday, and oh my gosh, this this movie is gorgeous beyond belief. Just the the technical skill, it's all hand drawn. It took me four years to draw this uh-huh. in two thousand nine when most everything was being done digitally at that time for the for the majority of the part. Uh-huh. And oh man, I just I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's now, I would not say this is a family-friendly movie in the least. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's full of profanity. There's nudity. There's violence. There's... Uh, it's not kid-friendly. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. It, but in general, it's a, it's a very good film. If you, if you love animation and you love the traditional animation... That how far you can push animation, hand drawn animation, mm-hmm. it is worth picking up. Okay. And uh, one of our listeners. Okay. So I know who that is. Oh, ow. That hurt. That felt really good, though. Don't hurt yourself. That felt so good. I'm one of those weirdos. I kind of like. In, so, I don't, it's not be like, oh, I really enjoy pain, but it was like, ow, that mm-hmm. kind of felt good. And of course, it drops to 40. Either way, either way, be like, I'm going to take, you know, 45 minutes trying to get this thing, dumb thing to load. Yeah. Anyways, uh, going back to the conversation, uh, when I posted my review on our Facebook page, uh, one of our listeners chimed in, whom I'm forgetting your name at the second, so please forgive me in that. Uh, but you had mentioned another film that I absolutely love to death. Another film that I've probably seen on Cartoon Network, on one of those uh, late, time, late night uh, anime blocks mm-hmm. back in the day. Of uh, movies called Ninja Scroll. 
And there again, I love the I love the animation. It's a it's a good story. It's very violent. Uh, there again, kind of like Red Line, it has nudity. It's violence. It's got language. Uh, but I just really enjoy it. It's one of those films I just really, really enjoy, and I'm, it's definitely going to be on the list. Okay. Uh, movies to pick up. And also, in the world of what I've been watching, uh, I stumbled across an amazing short from the TMNT shorts from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. I posted on our Facebook page, and... Oh my gosh, I wish they would make a series of this. Just the animation style is just... Ah! Apparently, it was it was one of the shorts they did during San Diego Comic-Con. Mm. I think uh, a couple of years ago or more recent. And it's basically the same story they had from... Uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't a good film. <laughs> but they basically used the same premise of April Finances, Doohickey... And they're trying to figure it out. Then Mikey, of course, grabs it mm-hmm. <laughs> and it turns it on. The turtles go back in time to like, uh, like the swashbuckling days, and then they get thrown into another place. And uh, it's basically just it's time jumps and time jumps and time jumps. It's hysterical. It's basically a, a Michelangelo story, which I love. And. And of course, be like Mikey loses the scepter in the middle of the time warp. The time, course. yeah. The Which is why you should never give it to Mikey. Of course. And so they they land, and they're like, "It's like, oh, dude, we're home. That's awesome." And Leonardo pops up and is like, "Man, I don't think this is the right place." And sure enough, it's the 1980s turtles who show up. I finally got Facebook to come up. The guy you were. That you were talking about yes. with on well, that was Philip Hurd. Philip, yeah, thank you again, Philip. Uh, he came over front went from uh, when we reviewed your name. I know that. Oh, okay, awesome. Uh, he he I, he's one of the uh, people who because I, I post this in the Feeling Film Facebook group also, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, he he came from that. Okay, anyway, awesome. sorry. Sorry awesome. to butt in. <laughs> no, you're good. Be like, th- you know, thank you, thank you for uh, thank you for that because I went. It, hap- it happens. We can't just throw in all our all of Facebook into our notes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, let me filter through that. Uh, so yeah, that's that's basically what I've been watching. And man, that was a fun short. I probably watched it three times, mm-hmm. like during break or like whatever. That was so much fun. Uh, so yeah, what have you been watching, Gert? Well, uh, I find now that I. It came to my attention that I had pretty much not been paying attention to the summer anime block. Now that the summer anime block is about over. Okay. So I was doing some going through some stuff and I found a little show that had uh, in another group I'm in uh, been talked to death as, as one of the best shows. Not the best show because I'm still waiting for the dub to come out on that one. Of course. But another show that Funimation was doing the dub for uh, about... Well, let me set the scene for you. It's high school, like a lot of anime. Yeah, of course. This kid is... Fa- this, this guy has fallen in love with a girl. Like you do. He's wanting to confess his love. So he meets her out by the tree. He's trying. To, he's getting ready to confess his love. When all of a sudden, a green light 
starts shining, start, uh, like a green explosion. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Starts working its way through, and he's trying. he tries to protect her from this light so she doesn't get hurt. But that's obviously useless. And uh, all of a sudden, he turns to stone. Along with the rest of oh, yeah, I heard about I heard about this like Doctor Stone, right? Doctor Stone. Yeah, is, I've been I've watched about three episodes of it. It is this weird amalgamation of post apocalyptic, yeah, with kind of sort of Stone Age fantasy, at least yeah. where I'm at right now, right? And science, because <laughs> you're sitting there and they're talking about you know, uh, foraging for food and says, so "Well, if we can." Get alcohol and uh, mix it with this bat guano. We can make this chemical. That obviously, is why we were able to depetrify. So we can start depetrifying other people. Wait, what? <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. So you say interesting. The it's interesting in a good way. Yeah, I should say. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, doubt that. Mm-hmm. The 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 first time I actually got introduced to this series. <laughs> Was on film theory on YouTube. Ah. Not Pat. <laughs> so he's he's breaking down this like it's like oh this is awesome. Apparently he got sponsored by I think Funimation or something like that. Either Funimation or Crunchyroll because I think this yeah is Crunchyroll. One, Crunchyroll. I think this is one of the last Crunchyroll Funimation uh, partnership shows. Yeah. So I, I watched that and it's like wow that's kind of interesting. Ah. It is very good yeah you can kind of, there's some things you look at it and go okay i know where this guy's going yeah that's where that went <laughs> there's a surprise shocker oh look they actually no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil anything you should really go back and watch it but it's it's a very fun show about essentially mankind coming back from the brink of disaster because the one guy with onion colored hair okay then <laughs> Also, I had something else. I'm not sure what you're trying to remind me of. I'm trying to pull out of your head. Uh, you're failing. Uh, I don't remember what the other one was. But I did watch that. I think I was going... I know what it was. I was going to watch some Star Wars and then I didn't get around to it. Oh, okay. Because I was too busy with Inktober. Ah. Yeah, so, that, that can take up a lot of your time. Yeah. I'm looking for... I will say this. There's a show that that group has been raving over that i've been wanting to watch but i've been waiting for the dub to come out before i got into it called uh demon slayer oh that one and i of course i've already seen all the memes so somewhat i know what's going to happen but i don't know the exact way i'm looking forward to that that's and that first episode of the dubbed version is supposed to be coming out i think this week so maybe next week i'll have something for you yeah well I'm kind of I'm coming in that way when it comes to like new anime coming out. Mm-hmm. There again, I'm not an otaku who's got to watch everything, no. like everything that comes out and be like absorbed my entire life. But, like, what's work? There's no work. I've got anime to watch. <laughs> but anyways, be like not trying to bash on you know or, you know otaku's, but I find them a little bit weird. But we're all weird. We all have our obsessions. Yeah, exactly. Um... I just prefer to watch my anime where I can listen to it. <laughs> yeah, in, in my own language. Yes. Don't and, get me wrong. I've watched plenty of subtitled stuff before. Yeah. It's just, if you're going to give me a choice. <laughs> yeah. But in that way, more 
when you hear about something enough and it's like, okay, that kind of piques my interest a little bit more. It's like, oh, it's anime that came out like four years ago, mm-hmm. four or five years ago. And it's like, wow, okay, that's really good. And I'm like, wow. Like, like either it's a movie like Your Name. Uh-huh. I, I was like, that just blew my ever-living mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it's finding those things that are just so incredibly good because they're animated so incredibly well. And not just because they're anime. Yeah. But just finding an animated movie in general that is really, really good and just you know, grabs you, pulls you into the story. Mm-hmm. And you're still blown away by the visuals. Yes. So that's my approach when it comes to any what's, you know, uh, domestic or foreign kind of animated film. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I stand. Now, I do kind of lean a little more towards Disney, but... There's a shock. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just teasing, dude. <laughs> uh, speaking of Disney, I did watch something else over the weekend. It's not animated, but... I finally got caught up on season six of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Really? If you petered out in season one when they were waiting on Winter Soldier to happen, mm-hmm. and you have not kept up with it, you really should go back okay. and try to catch up. As Yeah, it's a little slow getting going, but yeah. once the events of Winter Soldier happen... yeah. And you trust me, you'll know when it happens because it happens in that show at the same time. Uh, it starts really getting good. Okay. And this last season, I, I can't say there was a bad episode. Yeah. It, now, it was much shorter. I think it was only like 13 episodes total. Yeah. It wasn't like those first couple seasons where they were doing 26, you know, full fall and spring season. Mm-hmm. But this has been very good, and there's lots of twists and turns that have been fun. And considering how season six ends, I'm really looking forward to the seventh and final season. Okay. Uh, kind of speaking in that same note. Because not... season seven is going to tie up most of the loose ends of the show they've set. Okay. Because it's going to deal a lot with S.H.I.E.L.D. history. Okay. Interesting. Um... And Peggy Carter's coming back. Woo-hoo! <laughs> gotta, gotta love you some Peggy Carter. Uh, so, kind of speaking of movie, uh, TV shows that are not animated, uh, I finished watching NCIS Season 1. Uh-huh. I have se- uh, Seasons 1 through 7 right now. And I'm kind of kicking myself in the butt that I did not, because I was in a, a uh, an antique shop, of all places. Because I turned a corner and I saw this guitar because I love guitars. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't play guitars, I love guitars. Um, I turn around and there's this shelf. It's got, you know, box sets of NCIS. Like, I think it was like 8 through 10 or something like that. For uh-huh. like 5 bucks a piece. And I was like, why did I not turn around and purchase those? <laughs> For that's 5 bucks. That's oh my a steal, even if they're all... Yeah, unless every disc in there is scratched beyond belief. Yeah. That is a steal, because right now it's like season 13. Oh, yeah. Season 13, season 14 right now. Uh, good night. The The way that NCIS season 1 ends... I mean, admittedly, I'm not a fan of that style show, but yeah. still, I can understand the entertainment value if you are. Oh, yeah. Now, granted, it'd be like the, the whole reason I got into the show because my parents watched it. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh my gosh, I'm invested in this. I'd be like, I want this series. Mm-hmm. And so now I've got one through seven right now. But season one ends just they're like, okay, that's really cool. And they, the last, the, the, the last episode of season one starts off with this big, this big reveal. Like, you know, the, the main character of Gibbs has his dream and one of, one of his agents is dead on the slab. And it's just like, oh my gosh. I was like, okay, this is that episode. No, it's not. Because be like, okay, we figure out who the big terrorist is who mm-hmm. broke into NCIS and wounded somebody, and like, okay, we figure out who he is, and Gib gets his revenge, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and knowing what happens at the end of season two, I'm like, oh my gosh, did you tell? I mean, I guarantee they telegraphed it. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. <laughs> I mean, I was geeking out beyond belief. I was like, oh my gosh, they set that up really early. Because mm-hmm. they basically telegraphed the death of a character. Mm-hmm. The exact way this character dies. <laughs> and by whom? <laughs> I'm like, ah, this is really good. <laughs> I love it when that happens. Oh, yeah. And when they, because season three, because, oh my gosh, be like, you get a new agent. And then the end of the season, it's like, oh my gosh. Be like, we we don't know what happens to this character. And then in season four, it's like, what? That was this, this character has this past? This character had, you know, a wife and daughter? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, this happened? Oh my gosh, I love this show more. <laughs> yes, I'm geeking out about NCAA. You're NCAA. fine, dude, you're fine. <laughs> But, I haven't started kicking you yet to say we need to move on, but yes. uh, you're fine. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not going to go any further, but just... Man, that show is good. Okay. It's really, really good. Just there again, I'm a, you know, true crime nut. And it's mm-hmm. like... And not great to be like NCS, be like that kind of criminal investigation takes months. And everyone's always griping. And it's like, well, they take like an hour, like half an hour to finish it to uh, solve the crime. It's like, well, yeah, it's a TV show. You expect them to take a whole season to solve one murder? Yeah. This isn't 24, that... people. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, I have one thing for the news. Okay. Apparently, with John Lasseter uh, slowly, uh, you know, no longer working for Disney. Yeah. And they've got a new person having taken over. Mm-hmm. There is a chance... That uh, Walt Disney might return some 2D animation. Really? I have heard, yeah. not heard this. I got this news from uh, SlashFilm.com. Okay. They're, apparently their goal when Laster was left mm-hmm. was to get what projects they had in the works moved out. Which included, of course, Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, Frozen 2, mm-hmm. and... Uh, the one that's coming out next year. I can't think of the name of it. Raya, Raya and the Sun? Something. You know, yeah. Something like that. I can't Raya remember and the, the name. Dragon or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Those were the ones that were focused on getting out the door because they were in production. Yeah. There's apparently, in an interview, they someone asked them, well, are you interested? Is there any chance we could ever see 2D animation come back mm-hmm. uh, for Disney? And they said, 
it's not... I'm not going to say it's not going to happen yeah. because we don't know. It would depend on what the director or the the run the producer of the projects wants to do. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to say no. Okay, that's of course. I'm sitting here thinking, who at Disney knows how to do 2D animation right now? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Two. The last group was Princess and the Frog. Yeah. And they also I, done Moana. That was 3D. Yeah, but it was the same That's, team. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still some people who could probably come back and do 2D. And I think 2D is starting to become Vogue again. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see some new 2D animation come out of Disney. But yeah. it, we'll have to wait until something happens. Okay. So, in my chunk of the news, I know this is going to be... Be like it's 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 looping around. Okay, we have Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Uh huh. Okay, Spidey's coming back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> There's you pulled a lot to get that. Yes, I did. So it's probably everybody. Everybody knows. Everyone already knows by now because yeah. that blew up. Yeah. But yeah, there's at least two film. There's at least one big Spider Man film. And one other MCU film that Spider-Man is set to come back in is what's currently planned. Yes. And part of that deal is Spider-Man has to have the... Spider-Man played by... Tom Holland. Tom Holland is... Has to have the ability to show up in Venom 2 if they decide to do that. Which means essentially in some ways I guess you could claim if they write it right... Venom is in the MCU. They could. Which I'm fine with that to be honest because I think it worked and I think it was fun. Yeah. But anyway... Alright, and so in actual animated news, apparently uh, Abominable, mm-hmm. the, the movie has recently come out, Abominable. I, I still haven't seen it yet. Okay. Apparently it's it's already in theaters. It's number one right now. Mm-hmm. In its first its first uh, weekend, it grossed over 20, over $20 million domestically. Mm-hmm. It's the ba- debut. Which is not bad. No, it's not, it's not, not bad, bad at all. Bad. Not bad, you know, for a movie that debuted in over around 4,240. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah, so that is that is my wrap on the news. Okay. Before we get into our full review, uh, we should do, go through our spoiler-free thoughts on the film. What did you think? Spoiler-free-wise. Right. Right. You say right, dogs? I didn't say anything about dog cats. Rogue's rare! <laughs> okay, down, Scooby! <laughs> okay! Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, he's gotta pop his snout up every once in a while, right? Right! Okay. Ugh, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. It's a good film, it's a Scooby Doo film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's enjoyable. There's nothing really. Somewhat scary about it, you know. It's not really a spoiler because most commercials spoil it anyway. Yes, that the monsters are real. But it's, this wasn't the first time, apparently. But yeah, Scooby Gonzalez. It's it's a good fun Hanna Barbera, Walt uh, Warner Brothers film that it's enjoyable. Uh, I do have my little gripes about you know some you know the. The voice cast, but mm-hmm. 
Then we can get into that later. But it's an enjoyable film. It's definitely worth a watch. Hmm? Rank it here or not? No, we don't rank it here. Okay, that's what I thought. We always rank at the end. It's just these are general thoughts, and then we do say if it's family, we think it's family friendly. Or yeah. Not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Just. But usually that's after we put a free pause. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I would definitely say it's definitely family friendly. How about you, Drew? Uh, I agree. This was a this is a this is not a groundbreaking film by no. any stretch of the imagination. No. no, no, no. It is a fun romp in the Scooby Doo universe. It was just it is a fun movie. It's nothing real different i mean yeah there is it is the 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 gimmick of this time the monsters being real does add an interesting dynamic and i do like the concept which i'll get more into when we get into the full review here in a minute it was there was technically some other times where they did it so it's not the first time and they don't bother to even talk about those other times, which I'm fine with because that means we don't have to hear about Scrappy Doo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was a uh, family friendly. It's a little scarier for our more younger yeah, viewers. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. But it's still a fun movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie. I highly suggest it. Yeah, I I also agree that it's family friendly. All right. So I guess we should move into our full review of. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Scooby-Dooby-Doo! Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Or as I like to say it, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Peppers, cats, and zombies. Oh my. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's, of course, based on the characters by William Hanna and Joseph Barbera. Uh-huh. Made for the show Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Made back in the 70s, I believe. Yes. If I'm remembering correctly. Oh, yes. Yes, you are most definitely correct. <laughs> uh, it was directed uh, by Jim Stenstrom, mm-hmm. a, with the animation direction being handled by Hiroshi Ayoma and Kazumi Fukushima. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they just did the animation and they did not actually... I doubt they knew what New Orleans and swamps are like. Uh, you never know. They you might. never know. I, I you just, never know. I really don't know if there are any swamps in Japan. No, but they could have done a like a lot of Disney animators do. It's like, oh, let's just go visit and do like, you think? I don't know. And Barbara might be like, hey, let's, cons- let's cons- get some authenticity. Cons- considering <laughs> what admittedly, we, we don't have a budget for this show, as you told me a minute yeah, ago, right? Do you think that was in the budget to go to New Orleans? First, it's not New, or- New Orleans. It's New bad. Orleans. It's New My Orleans. bad. I'm from East Texas. I forgot it was New Orleans. <laughs> my apologies to my Cajun brethren. <laughs> anyway, it was written by uh, Davis Doy and Glenn uh, Leopold with music by Stephen Bramson. Uh, there were three uh, songs uh-huh. that were also in this. Which gets stuck in your head very uh, easily. Yes. Uh, Third Eye Blind did the a cover of the Scooby-Doo Where Are You theme mm-hmm. for the beginning of the movie. And then I believe Sky Cycle. Mm. Sky Cycles, I believe, did Terror Time Again and uh, 
I can't remember the name of the other one. It's the one that's pretty much saying, oh yeah, you know Scooby-Doo, it's fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone is fake. I can't remember the name of that song, my apologies. But yeah, they did those, that was, I, yeah, so those were done by those bands. Yeah. Uh, Scooby-Doo was played by Scott Ines, who was pretty much the voice of Scooby-Doo until 2006 and didn't do a cotton-picking thing else. Except for maybe a little piddling roles here and there, but nothing serious. Yeah. Uh, Billy West plays a Norville Shaggy Rogers. Mm-hmm. He is mostly known as the Red Eminem. Like Zoice, man? That sounds weird. <laughs> he also played the following characters on Futurama. Uh, Philip J. Fry, Professor Farnsworth, ah. Doc- Dr. Zoidberg, and Zap Brannigan, along with many, many, many others, but those are the main ones. Ah, okay. I'll put it this way. Uh, in the one of the first of the Futurama movies, I can't remember the name of right now, They on the extras they were showing a reading of the, uh, of the script. And every time Billy West tried to take a break, it says, it's still your turn, Billy. It's just a different character. <laughs> he had that many roles oh, right gosh. there next to each other. Yeah. Um, Mary Kay Bergman plays Daphne Blake. Main thing I saw was she played Gwen Stacy in the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Our good buddy, Frank Welker, plays yeah. Fred Jones. Mm-hmm. And as always with Frank Welker, as much as he shows up, I tried to find some things maybe we've not covered. Yeah. So along with being the current voice of Scooby-Doo, yeah. including in the upcoming Scoob movie mm-hmm. in 2020, did you ever watch the show Codename Kids Next Door on Cartoon Network? I can't say I have. Okay. So the idea of this was, adults are evil, kids are awesome. Yeah. And it very much follows that kid-like mentality in all the episodes. So he ended up playing Professor Triple Extra Large. Okay. (laughs) uh, A bus driver, the uh, Mr. Uno, which was uh, uh, the main here, main guy, number, uh, nine, number one, that was his dad. Okay. And uh, a radio announcer and probably the favorite, my the favorite, bleh, probably my most favorite character name I've ever come across, Rainbow Monkey Kong. Okay. That's, <laughs> very, that's a very interesting name. Let's yes. I, I, I don't remember this episode. I'll have to look it up. But I was a sh- I loved that show back in the uh, back in the early two thousands. Everything alright? Yeah, he's okay. adjusting the mic. All right. Uh, B J Ward plays Velma Dinkley mm-hmm. from the nineties era Flintstones uh, appearances. She plays Betty Rubble. Okay. And in Jetsons the movie, she plays Gertie Furbelow. I'm going to have to get Jetsons the movie because we need to watch it. Yes. It is another one of those movies I wore the VHS out of. Same here. And I never hear anybody talk about it. It was so fun. But anyway, we'll get to that one eventually. I saw, uh, I think, probably the first 25 minutes of it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that weird movie. But it's so much fun. So much fun. (laughs) 
Uh, Adrian Barbeau plays uh, Simone Lenoir. Ah. And the main thing I saw was that she played both Catwoman and Martha Wayne in the Batman animated series. I noticed that. Kind of interesting that she plays Batman's mother and his love, love interest. interest. There's a bit of an Oedipus complex going on a there. And also, to tie that in, be like, also... She plays a woman who transforms into a cat demon. <laughs> yes! Sure, that didn't come up at all. No. It's like, wait, I'm playing another cat, right? It's like, yes, darn it. Speaking, oh, of, speaking of Catwoman, who had to play cats in other roles, it reminds me of uh, Eartha Kitt when she played uh, uh, Yzma in Emperor's New Girl. Oh, yes! <laughs> she gets turned into a cat! <laughs> And she played Catwoman back in the 60s. Uh, anyway. Long liver! Uh, Tara Strong plays uh, Lena Dupree. Mm-hmm. She's most well known as being Bubbles in the Powerpuff Girls. Yes. And she plays both Batman and Harley Quinn in modern DC shows. Wait, she plays Batman? Batgirl. Oh, Batgirl. Did I say Batgirl? I meant Batgirl. Yeah. Or, you know what I meant. I was like, like okay. Yeah, that's... she's got a real deep voice now. <laughs> No, she plays Batgirl, oh, okay. a.k.a. Barbara Gordon. Gordon. Okay. <laughs> that would have been easier to say, Barbara Gordon, than Batgirl. Girl. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Cam Clark plays uh, Bo Neville in the original Streamline dub of Akira, where he was credited as Jimmy Flinders, because he didn't go by his real name at that time for yeah. some reason. He played Kaneda. Okay. We will be getting to Akira sometime next year, I believe. Yes. Was the was the thought. Yes. But not the streamlined of. Yeah. A uh, playing Jacques and Morgan Moonscar and a plantationer was Jim Cummings. Mm-hmm. Of course. And I of course know him as Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Doesn't everybody? Yes. <laughs> Uh, he also plays a Hondo in Star Wars The Clone Wars. Yes. And the Tasmanian Devil in The Looney Tunes Show. Mm-hmm. Not the, any other appearances of the Tasmanian Devil, just his appearance in The Looney Tunes Show. Yeah, and plus it's Jim Cummings. It's Jim Cummings. He plays everything. Yes. And the guy thinks he's Darkwing Duck anyway. <laughs> yes. Last, but most certainly not least, Snakebite. Scruggs was played by Mark Hamill, who, as I'm sure you're aware, was the Joker in Batman, and he plays Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. And most recently, he played Chucky. (laughs) Yes. In Child's Play. I keep forgetting that one. But anyway. Yeah, Mark Hamill's performance in this movie was like, that's Mark Hamill? I can't even tell it's Mark Hamill. Yeah. You can't tell it's Mark Hamill? The problem is... That character has nothing to do with anything other than it's the standard red herring. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There's a lot of red herrings in this movie. There is a lot, but that's the that's the most obvious Scooby-Doo formula red herring. Yes. Which I'll get into that when I get into my first thing I liked. But, all right. What have so, you got else? Uh, well, the movie came out in... Wait a minute, I wrote this on. But, uh, I wrote down my notes something completely different. But, let's just go with it. Uh, the movie came out in September 20th, September 22nd of 1998. I was looking for a, uh, 
copyright date on here, but it doesn't show it, so I'll go with what you said. Yes. Yeah, I, I wrote 2019. I was like, nope, that's wrong. Nope. <laughs> like, an entire decade. Nope, that's the new one. That's the new Scooby-Doo. That's the sequel <laughs> that neither one of us watched yet. Yeah, eventually we'll get around to watching it. Um, got, we just got 18 other movies to watch before we get to that. Yeah. just If we're going in order. Yes. Uh, so, with most of these direct to, D, direct to VHS and DVD. Yes. That is how old this is. Yes. Uh, there is no uh, known budget for mm-hmm. this film ever since it was directed, you know, VHS and DVD. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically what we got, you know, when it comes to any kind of, you know, stats of this movie. It did, does pretty well on IDB. Yes. Uh, it's got a 7.7 7, uh, critic score and it's, you know, it's pretty well praised for a film, for a film that's, you know, was made in 1998. And it definitely set the mark when it came to uh, Scooby Doo afterwards, mm-hmm. uh, or at least a couple movies. A couple of movies, yeah. There's a sum. It's just like, okay, that was just really bad. Whatever. But what, yeah. you didn't you didn't like Scooby Doo and the WWE team up? Oh gosh, we like <laughs> the wrestle like, the WrestleMania mystery. I didn't watch it. I have no me, idea. Me either. It's just like I'm just gonna stay away from that. We're just gonna you know. Let, let, let that play in the background somewhere else. That makes about as much sense as the Tom and Jerry and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory mashup. It's Warner Brothers. They do weird stuff all the time. Yes, they do. Anyway. Um, and this was, was like the first of like, what, 21 direct-to-video movies some, that have come something out? Something like that. Something like that. It's, you know, there again, it's, it's, I think it was the first, you know, real movie movie besides mm-hmm. being a TV movie or something like yeah. that. Uh, besides Scooby-Doo. the new Scooby-Doo movies, which were an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> Not that this was much longer, but... No. So, speaking of, what, uh, when was the first time you actually watched this film? That would have been on Cartoon Network, on, what do they call it? Cartoon cartoon Movies, or Cartoon Movie yeah, Fridays, something like or something to that yeah. effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first time I watched it. I did not watch it the first time it came out. I got it on a rewatch because I didn't have a VC. I had to wait. I had to wait on the VCR. <laughs> the VCR was being used for something else at that day time, so I got yes. it. I got the second showing mm-hmm. and watched it later. So uh, that was the first time I watched it. Uh, my, I'm going to be honest. I was not a big Scooby Doo fan growing up. <laughs> I'm, that's not a bad thing because keep in mind a couple things. Keep in, mi- keep in mind a couple things. Okay. A. I was not much of a mystery person as a kid. Okay. There's my first thing. The second thing, much like this movie points out in the very beginning, it's always the same thing. It's a guy in a mask, or it's an animatronic. Uh, Of course, the only robot I remember was before animatronic was a word in the lexicon. (laughs) But uh, it was always a fake guy. Yeah. Keep in mind, I had only ever heard of Scooby-Doo Where Are You by this point, and maybe the new Scooby-Doo movies, which is essentially the same thing, but an hour long. Right. And throwing in the Harlem Globetrotters every 13th episode, because they were (laughs) the most common... Yes, on that thing, and I remember going, 
I just saw the Harlem Globetrotters yesterday. Can we get back to Batman or Speed Buggy or Don Knotts? No okay. kid knows who Don Knotts is, but I'd rather him be here than the Harlem Globetrotters again. Okay, kind of a funny note when you say Harlem Globetrotters. I actually got to see the Harlem Globetrotters actually perform once when I was a kid. Oh, the real Harlem Globetrotters yes. would be fun to watch. Yeah, the real the ones. The animated <laughs> ones were dull and stupid, <laughs> for being honest. Yeah. From, from my point of view, I understand yeah. I'm, I'm, this is just my opinion. Other other people may have actually liked that, Yeah, I guess. It was, it was based on the show yes. that, that Hanna-Barbera was doing at the time, was who yes. they were pulling. And so, yeah. yeah, I understand that. That's who, we're, that's who Hanna-Barbera pulled all those guests from. Uh-huh. And then at some, I'd, I'd seen those two a lot as a kid. I knew there was a character that had come up at some point named Scrappy Doo, but I'd not seen him in anything. Ugh. Then in the uh, when I was in sixth, seventh grade, we finally started getting Cartoon Network, and so I, of course, as an animation nut, even then, mm-hmm. I watched Cartoon Network nonstop. Yeah. And so of course. This was back when they actually showed old cartoons on Cartoon yeah. Network. Yeah. Uh, I would run into things like the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo, whatever that show was called. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then the one with the stupid dog. Um, oh, the the cousin. The cousin. Yeah. Scooby-Dumb. That's his name. Scooby-Dumb. <laughs> really? Yeah. They, they... Scooby-Dumb? Yeah, they really started stretching it. It's like, and, really? And then because no franchise, Saturday morning cartoon franchise would be worth its weight in salt in the 90s without a their version of Muppet Babies, a pup named Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. The really dumbest <laughs> show to come out of that stuff. And I watched Flintstone Kids. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the 90s and the the... the, the, the the, the, that the, whole, the kid version of everything. Yes. And Tom I, and Jerry, I admit, everything. as much as I love the Muppets, it's Muppet Baby's fault all that Yeah. Happened. Ugh, I hate Muppet Babies. <laughs> I liked Muppet Babies as a kid. Yeah. It was a fun show, and plus, they had random shots of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom splattered throughout it for no good reason. <laughs> I remember that part. <laughs> but you get to pup named Scooby-Doo, and it's like, Here's the Scooby-Doo formula with kids and crappy songs for chase scenes. Yes, I agree with you. <sighs> that were all based on the monster somehow. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably the next time I ran into anything Scooby-Doo related before this movie would have been an episode of Johnny Bravo where they he crossed over with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> And of course, like you do when you have a chick hounding character like Johnny Bravo, of course, mm-hmm. he fell in love with Daphne. Daphne. <laughs> Demon. And Velma <laughs> fell in love with him. Yeah. It's, like a, it's, you. A, it's a dumb. It's not even the best episode of Johnny Bravo, which is saying something. But it was a it was an error, it was interesting, and it did contain the then voice actors, which I believe is before this, uh, of the Scooby-Doo character. So it sounded right. Right. And then, of course, I remember seeing the commercials for this movie coming mm-hmm. up and going, wait, 
the monsters are she gonna be real of course it's not cr uh, crossing my mind that they already did this with scooby dumb and the 13 ghosts crap that nobody watched <laughs> <laughs> this is not new but they're gonna take it seriously this time apparently yeah and we're thinking, okay, I'll watch this. And then, of course, I had to wait for the VCR to become available because this was that time of the of time. Yeah. It's time period where you had to that you know, record everything on a there's, VHS player. There's one VCR in the house that I'm allowed access to, and it's being re it's recording Law & Order. Dum-dum-dum. No, it's just dum-dum-dum. That's it. <laughs> Not dum-dum, you dum-dum. Yes, anyway. Well, that would be the beginning. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I probably would have watched this sometime later in the week. And I remember watching it and going, okay, this is interesting. I I'm kind of liking this. This is good. They could have not told us the monsters were real and that this would have been better. Yeah, I agree with you. In the marketing material. But hey, it's still it's fun. And then... I probably haven't watched it since then. Ah. Until this movie. Okay. I have watched a couple of the other Scooby-Doo movies that came on from time to time. Not that I was ever looking for them. Yeah. But this one, in my mind, was always the best one. Because yeah. it took, in my mind, took the most chances and actually did well with them. Yeah, I agree. What was your... You, first viewing of this movie. Oh, gosh. You would literally have to go back to when I was a really little kid. We'd go over to my, my grandparents' place in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And because uh, obviously you're a bored little kid. You don't want to do anything. You've gone outside. It's too hot. And my grandparents... Oh, Louisiana. Had, <laughs> yeah, like you do. And, you know, my grandparents had satellite. And so they had Cartoon Network. Yes. And so what do you watch? Scooby-Doo. Because it's on all the time. It's on all the time. At the time, it might as well have been called the Scooby-Doo Channel. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> that's mostly what they played. Kind of like Cartoon Network with Teen Titans Go. <laughs> same network, same thought process. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, be like... They I just don't make anything brand new anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's very rare. Unlike the late 90s, which is between here and there. But anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I remember watching Scooby-Doo a lot as a kid and just really enjoying it. I guess that's where I get my... my, my thing about uh, crime dramas and uh -huh. the idea of solving a mystery and uh, I, I just really enjoy trying to solve you know what what made this guy tick and mm -hmm. scooby-doo really doesn't do that it's like no it oh doesn't. no it doesn't but i think it's just kind of, it's, it's the genesis of that process for me just thinking mm -hmm. about it now it's like okay yeah so i gotta thank scooby-doo for my weird ideas of okay how did the crime? How did the criminal do it? And why did he do it? And the the the, the criminal psychology behind that. I, just, mm -hmm. I love it. But Scooby Doo was just something I'd be like, I watched the kid, and uh, you know, there again, we got pop named Scooby Doo in the nineties, and yeah, it, it was it was okay. It was like yeah. like Muppet Babies were just like, yeah, it's like. The 90s and making kid versions of everything. Yes. It was a... A weird time. It was weird. <laughs> it was very weird. Uh, and so... And we, we, we say the 90s. This was like 1990 when most of that was happening. Yeah, like early when, 90s. Because when... Most most of what I remember... Still fresh mm -hmm. in my mind. 
uh, was before, long at was that right after that craze died and Tiny Toons started. Which ironically, Tiny Toons is the same concept, yeah. but it's still different. I it's agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Tiny Toons is just really good. Uh, so yeah, be like it just it generally progressed into like watching Scooby Doo and you know, whenever Scooby Doo on was on. And I think for most kids my generation, and, you know, my your generation, be like we're both the same generation. Come on. Yeah, but um, there's this is that just big enough gap that's like you have memories of stuff I don't. Yeah, and I have memories of stuff you weren't paying attention to. Right. <laughs> but the you know obviously be like you know at the time watching Cartoon Network like fanatically it's like oh my gosh Cartoon mm-hmm. Network and then well, of course the minute you hear there's a channel. That only plays cartoons? Really? Why oh, yeah. can't I have it? You have Nickelodeon. But it's got live action stuff. I want all cartoons all the time. That's all I want to watch. I'm fine. <laughs> we, we don't get the channel. Why not? Because the cable company hates you. Actually, that's not what I ever said, but that's what's going through my mind. <laughs> okay, so kind of a like a very short, lengthy story. Yeah. So growing up, uh, we had the four, we had three channels. Mm-hmm. Literally, be like, you turn the rabbit ears, the big antenna, yeah. you go out in the middle of a big thunderstorm because dad has to watch the Dallas Cowboys play. It's the middle of the yes. day. It's raining, so you have to turn it like every five minutes because you lose the... So around here, that would have been channel 7, channel 11, and channel 56. Yes, pretty much. And 11 wasn't even us. It was Dallas. Yes. So when my parents finally upgraded to DirecTV, I think it, was, it wasn't it was DirecTV at the time, but it's like the shows, the the stations I got glued to was obviously Cartoon Network uh-huh. and History Channel. I know, weird, right? I, I, like this. I, I would fight you over this, but when I got Cartoon Network in seventh grade, History Channel we got at the same time. So, of course, you're only watching the new channels. You're not watching the old garbage because yeah. you've seen the old garbage for years. Yeah. So, you got to watch the new garbage. Mm-hmm. And at least with History Channel at the time, they were still trying to be historically accurate. Not, yeah. And not doing American pickers and pawn stars and ancient aliens. Yeah. Some of those were fun, but it, I digress. I digress. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. I would have been happy if the, everything was modern Marvels. <laughs> yeah. Agree with you on that. Agree with you on that. Uh, but they're going to, kind of like you, seeing it a, on a like a preview, and it's like, oh my, that's Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. I've got to watch this. <laughs> and so, you know, back, granted, it's the, like 1999, nearly 2000s. Yeah. And so, I, like, I, I, I love that movie because I, you know, Anytime it was on Cartoon Network, I would watch it. Didn't mm-hmm. matter what. And so we go on this field trip, this art field trip in high school. And uh, I think I was a freshman at the time. No. Whatever. Whatever. I was on high school. And so we go to, I can't remember what mall in Dallas. And Grapevine. I, Grapevine. Thank you. It was Grapevine. I see, that was the one everybody went to because it was new. <laughs> so Grapevine Mills. Yeah. I think we'd gone to like an, an art museum, and then we went to Grapevine, and uh, of well, course, that would actually be pretty. You sure you didn't go to Town East? I'm not sure. It, it was some time ago. Town East would make more sense. Yeah. Either Doesn't way, matter. 
Yeah, either way, it was it was a uh, double level, double layer. Whatever. They all are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's Dallas. Everything's two floors at least. Or maybe you went to the Galleria. That would have been three floors. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, who would let a bunch of kids loose in the Galleria? But <laughs> night, no. <laughs> well, that's anyway. I'm getting off topic. Yeah, go move <laughs> before I stumble again. <laughs> So be like we, uh, so be like we're all just you know chilling out and be like, oh, there's a movie store. And it's like so I'm shuffling through. I find like a DVD or two for real cheap, mm-hmm. and uh, I pick up three titles. I pick up three. Anastasia. Titles. Yes. <laughs> I remember that part. You are correct. Probably I'm guessing this movie. Yes. And just to throw a weird one out there, okay, get the third one right. That's the question. <laughs> Because you've told this story before. Yes, I have. Uh, it was something a little bit more manly. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Batman Beyond. No. Okay. Gundam Wing in Los Oh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> anime. Anime, of course. The third the third tier of the animation domination. Yes. <laughs> the princess movie, the Scooby-Doo movie, <laughs> and anime. <laughs> so, be like, we're, we're loading on the bus... And I've got my stuff, and they're like everybody's asking, "What'd you get? What'd you get?" And so be like, be like, I've got my little bag. It's like, okay, I've got Gundam Wing. And guys, are like, yeah, <laughs> Scooby Doo. All right, awesome. Anastasia, what? <laughs> like, why is dude? You're a loser. Why would you buy this movie? It's like I've seen it before. It looks cool. It's like whatever, dude. You'd have been better. You'd have had better luck if you bought Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I actually had the opportunity to buy CCM, but I was like, uh, I think it's too, I think it was too expensive at the time for my budget, but it was V it was VHS. Okay. <laughs> nope. So no worries. And so I, I, I wound up, you know, getting that and enjoying those movies to death. <sighs> and so to make a long door short, be like, I, you know, I finally sold that off and, as I most recently was doing this review, I actually went on Amazon Prime and purchased it mm-hmm. and bought this version on V on DVD. All right. They don't have if you want to buy it on Blu-ray, good luck. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not a two pack of this one and the new one on Blu-ray. Yeah. You'd think there would be. Yeah, you would think. And oddly enough, be like, I think I saw this exact same, you know. Not copy of this movie, mm-hmm. but on DVD, on yeah, on DVD, you know, back then, back in like the early, uh, like the early two thousands. Yeah. So this is probably one of those original DVDs. What's well, the one of the original stampings anyway? Yeah, it's one of the original stampings, and oh my gosh, it's the exact same. I was thinking, oh my gosh, you get all these great features where they talk yeah. with the cast and the crew. And nope. there's just as dull as it was then because yeah, exactly. They didn't care about kids' movies like they did adult movies back then. No, it's like oh my. Star Wars didn't didn't show. Oh, you can have an extra dish full, extra disc full of nothing but features. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like when I, I popped it in to word this review, and it was like, okay, cool. Oh, extra features. Oh, it's got great stuff in it. Nope, it's the exact same. It's, it's one trailer. Things. One featurette, yeah, which that literally you already know what it says before you start it, yeah, because it's everything you know about the show going into it. If yeah, you already watched the movie, it's you know what they're it, talking about. It's literally just a clip show of the movie. Yeah, it's just like 
Man, this stinks. And then there was uh, a bio. file. Bios. Because that's what every kid doesn't needs to know is a bio on every single character in the movie. Yeah. Then it's fan, you already know everything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so why would you look at it? And then there was, uh, what, trailers? Yeah, trailers. Other shows? Yeah. It's like, that's it? <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was very disappointing this, when this it comes to obvious, This is obviously before the days of the DVD game. Yeah. That they would cram on some of these. Yeah. Some of those were not good at all. Most of them were not good. That is true. I remember playing the one on the Madagascar DVD when I rented it. And you're trying to move the penguins around with your the uh, your remote's directional pad. And it's just not working. <laughs> anyway. 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 So that's, that was my first experience watching Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. So let's get into what we liked about it. All right. If you don't mind, I want to go first. Go ahead. The first thing I liked about this movie is the concept. Okay. The concept behind this movie is that it's Scooby-Doo, but the monsters are real. Right? Right. So, like a Scooby-Doo, like an episode of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Yeah. You have the gang, of Mm -hmm. course. You have... The victims, mm-hmm. which I am labeling as Miss Lenoir and Lena. Yeah. You have the suspicious guy who was just hired, who is obviously going to be the guy in the suit. Oh, yeah. If you know anything about Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. And you've got the weird character that could also be the guy in the suit, suit. if they decided to go that route to be different. Yeah. Because it was always either the creepy dude or the normal dude yeah. <laughs> in the suit. They, and it's written such a way where you can literally, if you're expecting mm-hmm. it to be that kind of Scooby-Doo story, they, they, there's plenty of clues saying it's going to be, uh, is it Neil? Yeah, Neil. Or Bo. 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 There's plenty of things that make you think it's going to be Bo. There's a couple things that make you think it's going to be Scruggs. Mm-hmm. Nothing, unless you know who the actual villains of the piece are yeah. going into it, which if you'd watch the commercials of this show yeah, going you would up, know. you would know because they show the cat ladies. <laughs> yeah. Transforms the free form yes. into cat girl! Wow! <laughs> you wouldn't know that those two are... The actual villains, unless you're paying attention, you find it odd that, yeah, they're saying, "Aren't you gonna leave? Aren't you gonna, aren't you gonna be scared off by the things?" But like, they're obviously saying, "You're not gonna leave, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna play along with you, so you'll want to stay even more." Because yeah. Lena's flirting with Fred the whole time, and Fred is is stupid. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's Here's kind the of dunce about this. Fred. And I agree with this. Fred is this weird mix of gullible and sharp as attack. Yes, I agree. The sharp as attack does not show up much in this movie because they wanted because they're using this sharp as attack as an excuse for being skeptical that mm-hmm. all the monsters are real. Yeah. So it's obviously he just is misreading the situation because yeah. he's not seeing everything we're seeing. Yeah. And also the fact that Fred is yeah. he is so 
conditioned to yeah that's for the, all those years of like hunting all of ghosts are. that are all fake <laughs> all five of them are yeah so they're all thinking okay this is obviously going to be fake minus scooby and shaggy who think me like they scooby and shaggy they, thought everybody including the clown ghost was real, real. <laughs> it's like really the clown ghost <laughs> that's just a clown but anyway, and they do even point out, it's like, oh, we've been, like, when she gets floated there, oh, yeah, there in the yeah. kitchen, it says, oh, we've been floated before. There's always, like, strings and, or a magnet. Uh-huh. It's like, there's no strings. It's like, well, you didn't say there wasn't a magnet, so how are we supposed to know it's voodoo? <laughs> yeah. Voodoo dolls down in the things. But I just now realized who was controlling those voodoo dolls because both Lena and Miss Lenoir were in the kitchen when that happened. The boatman. That had to be the ferryman because he's the only other person. Yeah. It would have been the ferryman. Yeah. So, I mean, it gives you that feeling like, here's a Scooby-Doo story with a twist. Yes. It's still still a Scooby-Doo story you're used to, but Mm -hmm. there's a twist. It's not just that the monsters are real, it's that the monsters that have been attacking, if you're not seeing in the audio, you're not hearing seeing my air quotes. It's not just the monsters that are the monsters that are attacking yeah. are not the monsters. Yeah. They're ha- trying to help you. Yes. And doing poorly at it, but yeah, they're trying being, to help being, being a monster. And it's obviously the vic- the quote-unquote victims mm-hmm. That are the real monsters, and they're the ones that are going to try and kill everybody. So yeah, that's what I liked about it. It's like it take it makes you think it's going to be a regular Scooby Doo thing, and then turns it on its head. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Uh, my number one, it kind of ties in with yours. The idea that the monsters are real. Mm-hmm. The idea that there again, it kind of twists that twists the traditional Scooby Doo story on its head a little bit. And just gives you that, it's like, oh, this is what's going on. Yeah. Because it'd be like, you're, like you say, you're kind of, you're so conditioned to, like, oh, this is a man in the mask. Or, yes. you know, this or this or this. Where it's like, oh my gosh, they actually are on a spooky island. They are and actually that, doing this. And, and what's great. Yeah. Sorry to butt in. No, you're good. Is that you think it's fake. Oh, yeah. The entire time you, you, you believe it's fake. Until Fred and Daphne try to unmask that one zombie. <laughs> and his head off. they can't because it's real. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, this this has got this got deep fast. It's, it's like, like, oh my god. Because the minute you realize none of these zombies are guys in a mask, it changes everything. Oh yeah. Which you think you well. In my mind, I'm thinking it's obvious that these aren't guys in the mask guy in a mask i would think would be obvious except in this universe every tom dick and harry can have movie quality uh monsters that look and act realistic Mm -hmm. (laughs) and holographic projectors apparently yeah that aren't how holographic projectors actually work but that's beside the point (laughs) that is true so yeah mine was more like you said like it literally turned that that formula on its head and it's like Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. And the it was jarring the first time I saw it. When be like when be like not the fact that the uh, the commercials give it away. Yeah, 
kind of like a bunch of movies nowadays. Terminator. That's from a couple years ago. Yeah, I know, but it's still <laughs> spoiled the movie. It's not the Terminator movie that's coming out this year. No, it's not or Dark next Bait. year. Yeah, Dark Bait. Yeah, whenever that is. Yeah. Yeah, the... If you ever saw, you know, Terminator Salvation... I didn't watch that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I watched it, I saw the trailer, but and the trailer I'm... just totally wrecked the, like, the, the, the big well, spoiler in the movie. Genesis did, too. Yeah, I had seen Genesis. So I actually liked Genesis because okay. it was a cool throwback to you, you see events from the first movie and the second one. They match the special effects where it works because it's a multiple time travel movie. It's mm-hmm. cool to watch. And admittedly, if the commercials would not have shown that, oh, what's his name? The guy, uh, the guy who saves everything, John Connor. John Connor. They weren't going to show John Connor was actually a Terminator in this movie. Which is an interesting twist. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they show it in the trailer. It's like, why? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's it's the same thing with Terminator Salvation. Because mm-hmm. you literally, it's okay, we get this new guy, he's re- be like, okay, why is he here? And then the big twist is like, oh my gosh, he's a Terminator. Yeah. That's the whole big reveal of the movie, and they spoil in the trailers. Which is why marketing needs the the trailers need to be shown to the people making the movie, and they get the final okay before it goes out. So yeah. that if there is a spoiler in there, they don't want shown. It doesn't get shown. I'm yeah. not saying I want the movie the uh, people making the movie to make the marketing material. Right. I'm just saying they need final approval. Yeah, kind of like how. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is done with a lot of their films, like with Endgame and well, Infinity War. You look, you look at uh, how even Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home. Yeah, how different that first trailer is, mm-hmm. which was before Endgame. Yeah, compared to the second trailer, which is after Endgame. Yeah, and how true. it changes the feel of what oh, it's, of absolutely. the movie it's putting out. Absolutely. Which neither one technically are what you see in the movie itself, but that's beside the point. Yeah, sure. But it's just hmm. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, that was my my number one. What's your number two? My number two thing I liked about this movie: these people, the Cajuns, actually sounded like Cajuns. Ah, all right. Yeah. Well, I say Cajuns. They sound like sophisticated Cajuns, oh, okay. except for Mark Hamill, who actually does sound like he. Is came right off the end episode of Swamp People. <laughs> uh, and mostly it's just the attention to detail about the Nolans mm-hmm. and Swamp area around there. Yes. It actually feels like they're in a swamp. There's logic that comes in there. Yeah. The fact that, you know, they actually have beignets while it, Fred has a beignet while they're in New Orleans. The gumbo, the the fact that, you know, there's the peppers are a big thing on that island. Yes. That's where Tabasco comes from. Yes. Is somewhere on the southern coast. I don't remember exactly where on the southern coast of yeah. Louisiana, but I know it comes from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the gators. Yeah. Gator. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't remember any episode of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Where they were in danger from actual things. Yes. Like 
alligators <laughs> that are coming up to get them and have to be saved by Buster Scruggs and his hog. <laughs> his hog. Good night, the hog. Oh, man. So, yeah, the, the fact that it... And, and that's the thing. is It's, in my opinion, it is representative of that area mm-hmm. without getting too political. Yeah. Now, admittedly, there was not a black-skinned man anywhere in this movie. No, I don't think there were. Which is... I can understand why that might... So, it's not exactly representative. Yeah. But... I don't know, for some reason, in the middle of it, it doesn't affect me. Yeah. I only think about it now afterwards when I'm thinking, when you know, it's in my mind. Yeah. But, admittedly, knowing the 90s... Yeah. That might not have been a good idea <laughs> at the time. Yeah, but in retrospect, you would think, be like, okay, you would see some representation. Some, like a, someone in the background, but then... There might be some people who look at, well, at least in New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. Of North. You think some of those background characters might be, at least be different color. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> I understand you get to the plantation. Mm-hmm. Why there's not one? <laughs> Although, how interesting would it have been if Bo was African American? African American. That would have been a little bit odd. It would have been odd, but very odd. But also, it would have been different. Yeah, That's all I'm, I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. That would have been a very interesting twist. Spe- you, especially since for a bit there, you think he might be the bad guy. You think. And it turns out he's the good guy. Yeah. He has more right to be there than the gang does. <laughs> that is true. Uh, well, I did, I did have my number two. And when, in the middle of your, mm-hmm. your thought, it actually brought to mind one of these little trivia points you have on some of these sites that the fact that Scooby-Doo is a little bit different because in traditional form, Scooby-Doo is friendly with everybody. Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo loves everybody. He never gets in the fights or scruffs with anybody. Yeah. This movie, it's different. That'd be like, they, they now obviously this movie's a lot, a darker tone of a film. So, we actually get Scooby-Doo chasing cats. <laughs> and it turns to the funniest theme of this movie. is yeah. chasing Scooby-Doo getting stuck. Are the cats laughing at him? And of course, who does the voice for the cats? Frank Welker. Of course. Of course. Because it sounds like Frank Welker to do a T. And I was like, that is the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> My favorite scene is they're trying to eat, do eat the crawdads. And the cats are staring at them through the windows of the All car. All over the van. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, for number, my number two is more, they, they, Scooby-Doo is no longer the, the happy-go-lucky mm-hmm. hipster, you know, dog. Yes. But he actually doesn't like cats. <laughs> he likes well, everything else. He doesn't like let, cats. Let me ask you this. Did you watch past the credits? Yes, there I, is I, one final scene. There is one he, final scene. Be like, which they, they, is purely out of place and doesn't come from anywhere. No, but you see, Scooby pour some milk out for some cats, yes. and he's just as happy as he always is. Yeah, which is so totally like it's, what in I the world? Think, I think it's even a different character model than the regular Scooby Doo in this movie. Yeah, but I, I th- in my opinion, in my opinion, when it comes to that scene, it's more that. 
Like, Scooby-Doo doesn't like cats. Be like, well, Scooby-Doo's friendly with everybody. So but, they had to put that scene in there that to tell the kids that... he's still just a good guy. Yeah. He just had a miss... Didn't like these particular cats. Regular other cats is fine. Yeah. You know, cats, you know, like, apparently Scooby-Doo doesn't like, you know, wor- you know worship demon cats. Yeah. <laughs> the cats owned by evil cat ladies. Yes. Anyway. What is your number two? My number three. Three. Everything leading up to the island. Mm-hmm. You've got your classic Scooby-Doo scenario in the opening. Followed by learning that it's... This is a story that Daphne is telling on a interview show. Yeah. And the interviewer making the suggestion, on your new season, is there any chance we're going to see the rest of the gang show up? Mm-hmm. He says, and they go, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And of course, this gives Fred, apparently the first time this ever crossed Fred's mind. It's like, why don't we call up Velma and Shaggy and see if they're interested? Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know what it was in my mind. But the fact that there's only Velma and Shaggy that le- left, oh, and obviously, yeah. For some reason, that felt like it was not a lot of people, despite the fact it's three fifths. Well, also, I think Fred has always been kind of you know he's got the you know, right. He's always had a thing for uh, Daphne. Daphne. It makes sense he would ha- he'd still be with Daphne, yeah. And he would make a good producer of a show, yeah. admittedly, producer, and cameraman, whatever, one man crew. Yeah. Which is really weird. Really? We know some people who can pull yeah, that off. That Yeah, that's true. Never mind. Sorry, Al. <laughs> or Travis. Or Travis, that's true. That's we're true. being honest. Yeah. We're, um, yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, where was I? Okay. I, I, I liked the jobs. Yeah. That they had, because it made so much sense. It did. Velma having a bookstore that sells mystery books makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And of course her being disappointed in how in having to keep up with four volumes of the same book series. Oh, you can't come you're gonna come by in two weeks, not tonight today. That's fine. Very <laughs> much like uh, Velma. Like, yeah. And then of course Shaggy and Scooby working customs at an airport. Looking for contraband food. That just who hired them? Who hadn't at least done some research and found out these are food hogs. <laughs> yeah, they the can food. find the food, but they're gonna eat the food too. <laughs> and plus, like when they've just been fired, and Fred calls them up and says, "Yeah, me and Scooby were just thinking about taking some time off." <laughs> it's like, yeah, I bet you were. <laughs> <laughs> that is dodo birds <laughs> good night yes oh yes i'm a my number three yeah. cut, cut. well i'm almost done go Sorry. ahead go ahead and then the sequence the the the, oh yeah, the fact that the scooby snacks are stale because <laughs> they haven't bought any new ones in mm-hmm. what 10 years yeah 10 years and then there's and then of course the montage yeah and apparently they must have went through three or four different people down on the on, in Louisiana that were obviously fake. Mm-hmm. It's like, isn't it nice to work at least reinforcing 
the classic stereotype, and they're not just immediately going to Miss Lenoir's house, yeah, and finding out, oh yeah, monsters are real. We just yeah. haven't. We've just been very lucky and hadn't run into one yet. Yeah. Anyway, what's your number three? Number three kind of ties in with yours, with the idea that I titled it more Fred actually has a personality. Yes. <laughs> that, you know, Fred Jones be like, is always been like, come on, gang, let's do this. And where well, there's always the running gag. Dang, I still don't have a catchphrase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like all our characters are kind of, they're kind of flushed out a little more. We, you know, obviously they have jobs now and, uh, with their jobs, we kind of ties them with who they are in a way. Uh-huh. And, um, I really enjoyed that part. I really enjoyed the fact that, that be like, obviously you have Fred who is, he's the leader and he's always the guy that, you know, is, I was funny kind of that he was the camera guy, mm-hmm. but the same way he's falling Daphne around. Which, which is what he did. What he did all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I can't blame Dean for. I really can't. Hush. To his phone. Yes, I'm talking <laughs> to the phone. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyways, yeah, just the idea that, you know, these characters actually have jobs mm-hmm. outside of hunting ghosts and uh, are, you know, you know, are men in mask. Are men in mask. Uh, you do want to have to wonder how much money they get for fine unmasking these guys because obviously it had been how they made enough money to make you, gas you money would, you would in the original so. show. You would think so, but they never talk about no. That. It's like you think it's like well at least pick up a reward. Yeah, you would think so. What 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 the fact of like the first Scooby Doo episode like in a Scooby Natural. Be like, oh, you get like a million dollars if you stay the night or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess she, Scooby got the money, I guess. <laughs> well, admittedly, we are forgetting the fact that there is the enormous food bill that comes with oh, both Shaggy and Scooby, Scooby being in the same room. <laughs> or, I, or I guess be like, oh, they're they're just level hipsters. They just be like, oh, we'll give you for free or something like that. And all, you'll steal all the food... <laughs> All I know know is I wondered if Miss Lenoir knew what she was saying when she said, if it'll keep the dog from chasing the cats, my kitchen is yours. Oh my god. No! (laughs) That's my first thought. I was like, oh my gosh, you You you, you, don't know what you just did. did. Here's the thing. I know every harvest moon you have to harvest the souls of people you lure to the island. But I think you have to have some other food to go along with it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to starve. Because you just had two enormous foodies who are going to eat everything, including the sink. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my number three. Our characters actually have personalities mm-hmm. for a change. And they match what was uh, hinted at in the original show. Was yeah. They're still two-dimensional characters. Yeah. And they're slightly 2D characters. Yes. Anyway. Alright. So. So, we now have to move into our dislikes. Yes. My first dislike of this movie. Just lost it. <laughs> Bravo. Oh, okay, hang on. I get it back. Um, this is why I should have wrote these down. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. My first dislike of this movie. Right. 
is the marketing campaign that went into Oh, good night, yes. Now, I am uh, of the theory that you should go into a movie without expectations. Yeah. You should watch it, enjoy the movie for what it is, not what you want it to be, not what the marketing people sold it to you as. But I remember a lot when this movie was coming out and they mm-hmm. were going to do their special Cartoon Network showing of it. Uh-huh. Them going, but this time, in, with the movie, the movie announcer guy. Yeah. From the 90s. You know, yes. In a world ripped apart by war. That guy. Yes. Him going, but this time. The monsters are real. Second, okay. Why are you telling me this? Yeah. Just say Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. They're going against zombies. Have fun. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know that the twist. Let that surprise me. I don't care that you think you, your kids don't don't care. Don't care. We all care. Yeah. We hate kids are intelligent. The, admittedly, at the time, spoiler, anti, the anti-spoiler culture of the day was yeah. not as prevalent because the internet didn't exist that yeah. much. But the fact that I clearly, clearly remember these commercials playing during Toonami <laughs> while I'm watching Dragon Ball Z going, but this time the monsters are real. That means if I somehow forgot about this movie, mm-hmm. I know the twist ending when I go, oh yeah, Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island. I know which one that is. That's the one where the monsters are real. <laughs> and that has nothing to do with the making of the movie other than you can tell from the start of it. Yeah. They're hinting that monsters are going to be real by the end of it. Yeah. Because throughout the whole thing... Oh, I'm Daphne Blake. I wish all, I wish we could actually find some real haunted houses with some real ghosts. I can't believe every guy's everything's just a guy in a mask. It's like, boy, you're telegraphing this hard. Just a bit. <laughs> I don't even. Just a bit. You would have to be a dunce not to have caught that, even if you hadn't seen the commercials. Uh. So. For my number one of the ones I disliked about this film, uh, I didn't go with the marketing, actually. Because <laughs> I, 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 when you said it, I was like, why didn't I go there? <laughs> but my my first number one was the, oh my gosh, the running pepper gag. Yes. The running pepper gag throughout this entire film. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Be like, okay, I understand you're foodies. You enjoy food. I get that. But not every stinking scene has to be about peppers. <laughs> like, I get it. It's Louisiana. Mm-hmm. It's Louisiana. You're down in Old New Orleans. And down the, on the bayou. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course, there's going to be peppers. But it doesn't have to be the umph of the jokes are all pepper jokes. Mm-hmm. And there are other Cajun foods that you could have played with make good jokes yeah and it's like yeah just the the pepper jokes got mm-hmm. to me i was like okay getting really tired of these jokes yeah, yeah that, that was that was my number one gripe all right what was your second my second gripe is a stupid one okay i'll admit this the voodoo dolls oh okay obviously daphne's is her hair yeah the little you know because you know voodoo dolls you have to have the a tangible subject. A tangible something from from the person in order to make the dolls work. Right. 
We all know this, despite the fact none of us have actually dealt with voodoo in our real lives. Right. So, just bits of Daphne's hair Mm -hmm. and hers. They have an orange thing around Fred's neck. Obviously referring to the ascot he wore in the old show. He even do the ascot joke when he's getting ready to go to dinner. He puts one on. That was a good good joke. That was a good joke. But because they already used orange for Fred. Yeah. They couldn't use orange for Velma's. Yeah. They went with something blue. And you're going, wait a minute. Blue is nowhere on Velma's color. Why is this blue color? Oh, it's her glasses cleaning cloth. What glasses cleaning cloth? She's never had one before. We we never see it in the film either. (laughs) Right. Not even in the live action film. All of a sudden she's got a blue lens cleaning cloth that she lost. And the only time we see any of it is the little strip of cloth they put on her voodoo doll. Yeah. <laughs> At least with Bo, they got a brown piece of cloth. Because yeah. all his shirts were brown. Uh, <sighs> I, 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 I can definitely... That, that, that it's, nitpick. It's it was, a nitpick. And it's stupid, I admit it. But I just remember looking at that... Those, the four voodoo dolls, they show up there. Which, yeah. No, the three. They, at the beginning, they only show three. They don't show his. Yeah. Until it's like, wait a minute, Bo's here too. Uh, uh, yeah, we have your voodoo doll too. Throw you against the wall. <laughs> now, the, the... Where's Shaggy and Scoobies? Oh, they were a waste of magic wax. <laughs> like that part. <laughs> okay, hang on. I don't care how stupid you think Shaggy and Scooby are. <laughs> You've never read the Evil Overlord list. <laughs> you never let somebody not who you don't feel worthy of your things get away because they're going to be the ones that smack you, that, that hurt you. And what happens? It's they are the ones that come down and knock them over before they're able to voodoo, able to kill the rest of the gang. Oh, I gosh. know that's what you do, and I I know if that hadn't happened, who knows what would have happened? Yeah. But it's always Scooby and Shaggy the Rescue. Really? (laughs) We went there. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) So. Blue lens. (laughs) And it's the blue that stands out. It doesn't match the color. It doesn't match the lighting of the rest of the scene. It does stand out. It It does stand out horribly. I, I might add They're this. in a cave and it looks like this cloth is outside in the middle of a middle of the desert. <laughs> uh, okay, so my number two. Now granted, like yours, it's a nitpick. Mm-hmm. But the voices of Scooby. Okay. Okay. You don't like Billy West as Shaggy? Uh, I, I wouldn't say be like, Billy West was okay as Shaggy. Yeah. The guy whoever did Scooby Doo's voice, Scott Ennis. Scott Ennis. They're like, uh, I'm. He obviously did Scooby Doo for a number of years. About eight. About eight years. But for a person, he started with this one in, yeah, this one, and then went to like 2008, 2009. Yeah. When they got the voice act, the when the they actor. decided, hey, we got Frank, the the world's best voice actor here, Frank Walker, who's. Known for voicing dogs. Yes, I agree. Why don't we use him? <laughs> yes. For so, fun, we'll let him do Shaggy, too. 
Well, no, he did. You know, he did. Uh, Fred and Scooby. He, he never did, did Fred he and do Shaggy. No. Yeah, Shaggy. They actually got to do the from the live action movie. They got him to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which because I, he was a great choice. Yes, he was an incredible. He was choice. the only good casting. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. <laughs> The live most, action movie. For the most part. Well, except like, Scrappy Doo did at least sound like Scrappy Doo. Yeah. And be like the the guy who did Scooby Doo in the live action movie did a really good job in my But he opinion. ain't Frank Walker. <laughs> He's not Frank Walker, I agree. But um uh, Yeah, just be like something about that those voices be like in just like it kinda gnawed on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, this is not this like this is not my Scooby Doo. Yeah, and they're like obviously because the film was actually dedicated to the original voice actor who did Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. And hearing this guy, I'm just like, wait, I've heard so many better Scooby Doo's. And I was like, okay, you're you're trying to do your best. It's not a it's like, okay, it's it's a Scooby Doo, but it's not Scooby Doo. Right. Like, I can do a better Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Throw me a bone here. And thus, the curtain has been drawn back once again. <laughs> right. What's back there? Bro. Okay. Bro, we're right in. Scooby! Moving right along. Bad dog, bad dog, get down there. Ray! Hey. <laughs> Sorry, Scooby likes to come out every once in a while. Apologize. This is gonna happen. Is this gonna happen every time we review a Scooby Doo movie? I don't know. <laughs> okay, moving along. <sighs> All right. So, what is number three? My number three thing I dislike. If I can remember it after that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had something. I stole your thunder. No, you didn't steal my thunder. It's just I you stole my train of thoughts. <laughs> okay, I remember right now. All right, go for it. End of the movie. Obviously, they got the keys for the ferry off of dead jock. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only way that works. He kind of went to bone and ash. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Scooby is picking peppers on the island while they're all ready to go. And okay. Shaggy tells him, come on, Scooby, we're hitting the road. And of course, Scooby's... Picking a couple more peppers, trying to make sure he gets his basket full. Of course. And apparently, nobody thought, hey, before we take off, let's see if everyone's on the boat. Oh, oh gosh. And Scooby has to run to get to the boat. And it's like, now hang on. I've known a lot of pet owners in my day. Yeah. The pet gets on the boat before anybody else does. Right. That's how you make you make sure the pets gets on there. And you're telling me not even Shaggy cares enough to when they get ready to leave, he doesn't go to the back of that boat to see if Scooby's there? Mm. Like I said, it's stupid. Oh. It's something that gnawed at me. It's like, you care about Scooby this less that you didn't get him on the boat before you took off. <laughs> he had to get his peppers. <laughs> you wouldn't have left Shaggy or Velma or Daphne or Fred. On the island, for that reason, you would have waited till they got there. Right. But you leave Scooby on the island so you can have your dumb little joke at the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree with that nitpick. I do. I honestly do. 
that's the only reason it's there. Yeah, that's it's true. It's a stupid joke. It's like, oh, we gotta have the thing where Scooby barely gets on the boat in time and almost twists his ankle as he gets caught in the pier. And just so he gets on the island, uh, gets on the boat just in time and showers everyone in peppers and says, Scooby Dooby Doo! It's like, no, you're done. <laughs> the movie finished about five minutes ago. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> Nothing here is important. <laughs> uh, so, my number three. It's more nostalgia than anything. It's not as good as I remember it. Because mm-hmm. I remember, obviously remember watching Cardi Network. And, the, and, you know, my fond memories of the film. It's like, oh my gosh, love this top, you know, top Scooby-Doo movie. I would still say it fits that category. But it, 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 it does, in a way. It does, in a way. That's not, I would say that that's not anything this movie does is exceptional it's how poor a lot of the other ones end up being yes i i agree uh just to say be like it's it's uh, be like i have fond memories of this film as uh, a teenager and as a kid mm-hmm. well obviously it was a teenager when it came out yeah and watching it back in retrospect it's not as a good film as i remember it uh because obviously you had pointed out at some point where like some of the animation it's like you have this really brilliant background mm-hmm. and then automatically it's like oh there's still flames here and then flames are bigger in this scene yeah well and, what it was is that scene at the beginning where you know opening credits are going they're going through the spooky castle mm-hmm. and all the backgrounds are gorgeously made oh yeah absolutely and then you get these you get the sense it's coming up to obviously if you know where this is going it's where the door gets ripped open to show the gang for the first time yeah and as the camera's coming up on that you see these two torches lit around the door absolutely and the minute you see a lightning strike the flames disappear for no good reason <laughs> because they cheated <laughs> yeah they kind of they and that would be fun you could live with that it would be you could claim that the light, the, the light of the lightning, drowned out visually the light of the flames, if not in the next scene when it was obviously too obvious that you can't do that with the bigger flames, you did leave them there in the composite. It was like <laughs> consistency, <laughs> people. Yeah. So you know, going back now is like more critical, like critical of the film, mm-hmm. but like. It's like, okay, it's not as good as I remember it, but I still really enjoyed it. Yes. I still really enjoyed it. There's that those fond, nostalgic memories of it, but coming at it from a critical view as a reviewer, it's not as good as I remember it. So that's kind of my nitpick about it. It's not as good as I remember it, but it's, it's still a fun film. It's just not what I remember it. But yeah. So that's that. That's our, you know, that's our review. So we need to talk about, hey, we already said earlier, we both think it's family friendly. Yes. I will say on top of that, that this is a lot scarier than I think your normal Scooby-Doo movie, right. Scooby-Doo thing is. Mm-hmm. Be aware with that with the younger kids who, you know, you'd be fine with them watching regular Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. but this is a little dark, a little darker than that. It's a little scarier. You have zombies for crying out loud. Yeah. And... I can see how this would scare little kids. Yeah. But I would definitely say if they're like, I don't know, 10 or 12. Yeah. Should have no issue whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there again, it is family friendly. It's it's a it's a very good film. 
It's a very good film that is definitely highly recommended in the families. That, like you said, be like there is a little. It's a darker film, and it does have those darker themes of you know really spooky zombies that are not men in masks. Mm-hmm. So be like, yeah, little kids, cat might, demons, yeah, cat demons, of course. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely you know be be aware of what your child is accustomed to or their mm-hmm. what they, they can deal with, what they can handle, what yeah. they can handle. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely family, family with, you know, uh, parent discretion, parent discretion mm-hmm. when it comes to the film. I do, I do want to point out, cause I did forget about this in, uh, another section of the review that the animation has kind of bumped up a little bit, obviously, because obviously, you know, the original was 1970s, 1960s. Yeah. It was animated on two, was animated as cheaply as they could get away with because that's things were made. Right. Uh, obviously this film be like the animation quality is a lot better. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better animation. And, uh, I really, the characters it. actually feel human. Yeah. They actually feel human. And the, mo- the, uh, the monsters, even the guys in the suits seem a little more realistic for a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And so there again, I'm kind of throwing that in as my fourth, uh, the animation is really, it's stellar for its time. Even though be like, it is built on a smart budget. Yes. It's the animation is really good. So, yeah, that's it's definitely family-friendly. Okay. What would you rate this movie? Uh, I will rate this movie a 7. Okay. Like a good, solid 7. Uh, there again, be like, it has huge nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'd be like, I enjoy the film. I enjoy it. And there, it does have a few flaws here and there. Uh, it's nowhere near perfect of a, of a film. It's it's not going to be one of those movies that it's like I've got to watch this like every year, kind of film. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's still an enjoyable film. It's still an enjoyable film. It does have that, like you said, it has that nice little twist in it mm-hmm. that's really enjoyable. Just don't watch the pre the commercials for this thing. If you've somehow made it to this point and have not been spoiled by the movie, yeah. Well, by yeah, the movie, <laughs> but. Yeah. If you're showing it to a kid for the first time, don't tell them anything. Yeah. Just say, it's a Scooby-Doo movie where they have to go deal with some zombies. Yeah, exactly. That's all they need to know. Yeah, and so they're like... They're going to go, oh, it's Scooby-Doo, guys in masks. That's all this exactly. Because even kids know guys in masks is how this always ends. And you get to that point, it's like, that's not a mask. (laughs) Oh yeah, head. Yeah, it's 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 that general surprise. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So if they if they marketing wise, if they would have done that, oh my gosh, this yes. would have this would have been slammed. A, this would have been an amazing moment in cartoon history. history. Yeah. But because they spoiled it for everybody to market the movie, mm-hmm. you don't get it. Yeah, you 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 don't get the the big surprise in yes. the middle of the film. So yeah, that that kind of. Due to the marketing, not the film. Yes. The marketing kind of gives it a really bad taste in your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, I saw this. I was, be like they were flashing the light before I saw it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still a great film. I could definitely give it a solid seven, just because it's it's a fun film and plus, it's, yeah. All right. I will also give it a seven. Okay. Uh, the main reason I'm docking points is because. There's just for one thing, it's it's passable. Yeah, I I I, I've, I said before, I 
graded on the American key is passing. Yes. This is definitely hitting that 70% mark. It is good. It mm-hmm. is not great. It's a fun movie. It's one I think you should watch. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's the greatest thing since sliced cheese. Or sliced Scooby Snacks. It has, and we've gone over most of the problems. I. It's a fun movie. It's just not, you know. There are other movies that are just as good. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. It's okay. And that's not bad. No, that's not. So that brings us to the end of yes. another episode. Mm-hmm. Because we are in the middle of Halloween month, we are not rolling for an episode, for our next episode. But we are uh, going to go ahead and tell you that the next episode we'll be reviewing is Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Have you watched it? No, I have not. You've I'm... never seen this one? I may have seen clips from it. Okay. Have you ever watched any of the Wallace and Gromit shorts? Uh, I think I've seen maybe one of them. Okay. Maybe one of the times in my lifetime. This is going to end up being our first stop motion, and specifically, it's also our first claymation. Oh, rock on. Uh, the Wallace and Gromit shorts were always some of my favorite ones to watch when I first started seeing them. They are British mm-hmm. in origin. And I remember actually watching them on Cartoon Network. Okay. Because I remember them showing that in their... Because Saturday nights at the time, because this was all before Adult Swim and all that stuff, they actually did more serious topics and would show stuff from different places. Yeah. And one they would show from time to time was Wallace and Gromit. So when I found out that DreamWorks was producing a movie with the original creators based on the show, where apparently... Someone's going to turn into a werewolf rabbit creature. <laughs> hey, I already knew who it was <laughs> from the first trailer, but that doesn't matter in this one. Uh, it just, it's a fun movie. It's its not scary, I don't think, in the slightest, but it does deal with a monster that's they have to stop. So, yeah. And of course, because it's Wallace and Gromit, there's weird inventions that to true. be had. True. So, we'll be reviewing that next time. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. And also you can follow me, including on Facebook, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where you can see draw and try to draw every day, which doesn't happen all the time. But with being at Inktober, you're going to see me draw every day. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. And I think that's currently where you can find me currently. Where mm-hmm. can they find you, Drew? You can find me also on Facebook under Drew Dodgen. You can also look at my photos in uh, Drew's Photo Bin on Facebook. Uh, I, too, am participating in Inktober, but I'm not posting my pictures in the photo bin for now but i am posting it in our facebook group yes uh each one of the ones i'm doing because i was unaware exactly how inktober worked okay and i kind of made my own um prompts yeah hey i've I've done it too (laughs) yeah Uh, i'm using uh 
our, sh- our episodes as the prompts for each one I do. So th- okay, this being October first, that my first one was of course based on Frozen. Frozen. I will apologize right now. <laughs> He's a little rusty for my uh, poor, poor, poor drawing. <laughs> but it's because I am out of practice, and this is a decent excuse. And maybe. If I like where this goes, I might continue past where Inktober would technically stop. Yeah. With making illustrations based on our episodes. We'll see how that goes when the time comes. All right. So kind of in that same vein, you know, how I created, when I started Jacob's Daily Art Corner Mm -hmm. was I kept people just like, you know, all I get to do is draw. Just draw every day. And so I just kind of. That sounds good. But then he's like, what do I draw? Well, it, it just, it turned into more of me just, like, just trying to, you know, if it's a doodle, yeah, post it. If it's a full drawing, post it. If it's a painting of something, draw it, paint, post it, whatever. And it was more of me just, uh, like, a friend of, friend of ours drew, and a lot of people have said, it's like, you have become come a long way from where mm-hmm. you were. And it's that because is, you've had practice, and admittedly, what little practice I had See that's the thing. I most of what I my my artwork is in on is on digital yeah. illustration. I have not done much hand drawing yeah. period in my life. Yeah. I was pretty decent when I had to do it for school, but I hadn't used it in five years, so that's why my snowflake looks more like a flower. <laughs> so yeah, I just I know I need the practice and that's part of the reason why I decided to start with this, because this was a good kick in the pants. Okay. To get going good. That's good. Otherwise, I'd talk myself out of it. Yeah, like you did. Yeah. Same reason why I insist on trying to get these episodes out the week we record them. <laughs> Except when we're working ahead like we are right now. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, you can also find us in our closed Facebook group, which I mentioned a minute ago. Uh, which is the Cellcast. We keep it closed to keep the zombies out. Though maybe we ought to be keeping an eye on those other two ladies. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> along with that, uh, there's our website, thecellcast.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. There you can, along with finding a link for our Facebook group, you can also find links to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and to listen to us and, I, and subscribe to us on uh, Stitcher and Google Play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there is our uh, Twitter account, cast under, at cast, bleh. there's our Twitter account, at cast underscore cell, this is, of course, named that because I'm an idiot, <laughs> and, of course, every single time we've said the word cell, the, the cell cast, that is with a single L in cell. Mm-hmm. Have I forgotten anything? I don't think so. Okay, well, in that case, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we will catch you in the next frame. scooby dooby doo where are you? Monster! 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 Run! 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 Well, I've been called worse. Run! 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 No such thing as monsters. He 
Capitalism! time on must be breeding like, well, rabbits. Only one thing for it, lad. Victor, hadn't we agreed hmm. no more thoughtless killing? Quite right, my dear. So I've thought this one through very carefully. It's off to bunny heaven for you, big ears. Victor, no! What the... Champion soccer, eh, Gromit? The Bunvac 6000! <laughs> this will impress her ladyship. I don't understand it should have been a bullseye. Oh, Victor, I felt we'd made a real breakthrough with this hunting obsession of yours. I really thought you'd change. I'm sorry, Campanula, but I am what I am. There's no nonsense with Victor Quartermain. What you see is what you get. Ah! What the... <gasps> <gasps> Sounds like a really big rope, this one. Give it some more welly. Go! Maybe I should have used a bigger nozzle. Ah! Antipesto! You're here! Oh, your ladyship. Darlings! You're sick! Oh. My word, what a fabulous job you've done! And not a single one half! Ah, the old BV-6000, ma'am. Uh, capable of 125 RPM. That's rabbits per minute. How inspired! Mr... Oh, Wallace. Mr. Wallace? Mm. Wait, is this all of them? Oh. Uh, just one left. Hoist her up, Rummit. Victor, stop fooling around in the dirt and have a look at this. 
the ingenious antipesto have completely dealt with my rabbit problem. 